What's the deal with ISTQB? Welcome to AB Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. Hey, I'm Alan. I'm Brent. And we are back again for another episode of AB Testing. I don't know what number it is. That's Brent's job. 116. That's, what's that number in binary? I want to know. <laughs> Brent's frantically counting on his fingers. How you been? What's new, pussycat? Oh. Have you ever been to Scottsdale, Arizona? Oh, that's right. You went to Scottsdale, Arizona. I've never been there because I'm not, although I'm older chronologically, I am not that old. I understand the comment that you are attempting to make. No, the comment was made. <laughs> um, yeah, I went there. The, an- the short answer is no, but that was that was more boring than the proper answer. Go ahead. I you went to Scottsdale. I did. Did you golf? <laughs> I did not. So, did now you that I, did you sit outside oh and complain, my God, about, and complain about the heat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun adventure today. So, never been to Arizona uh, or Scottsdale anyway. I realized after the trip that I had, in fact, been to Arizona before. Uh, my uh, as a as a young kidling, we used to do trips to Lake Havasu which has the London Bridge that the song's all about. So I've seen that, but I, I, I do re- I do recall it moved there. Yep. Have, still have not seen the Grand Canyon. Anyway, what I did see, you know, you know on every cartoon ever, when they talk about the desert, they show the, the typical cactus with yes. the, the yep. arms yep. to the side? Uh, that's the first time I've seen those in real life. And I was surprised by how gigantic they are. They're like tree size. Wait, wait. How big are they? (laughs) They are so big uh, that they're tall. They are... Sad trombone sound effect. Like two to three... At least two times, up to three times the size of a standard adult human. It was kind of cool. Uh, it, it was neat that that uh, they didn't have light pollution at night, so you got to see the stars. Their night times were at the same temperature as the Seattle daytime. Oh, so like forty degrees? Yeah, I mean because it's the desert, so it yeah. it shifts back and forth. Um, we didn't go out exploring. The this was just a three day weekend, uh, and part of the point was just hang out by the pool and drink. Okay, uh, that that part I like. Yes, uh, we did. Unfortunately, we brought the kids with us. All of them, or just the the two youngest? The ones that still live with us. Yeah. Okay. We didn't even tell our oldest until I sent him a picture from the In and Out in, in Scottsdale. Um, he's like, "What are you doing in California?" So he might be a little angry at us because it's the first time we've ever done a trip and not even ask if you wanted to go. But it was it was good time. My we are now in the moment of the year, uh, and because it's leap year, uh, which is tomorrow. 
Not oh. for the podcast listeners, but for you and me. Leap oh. day is tomorrow. Leap day. Yeah. Yes. Leap day is tomorrow. So every four years-ish, my wife is exactly two weeks older than me. She just celebrated her birthday Wednesday. Uh, so two weeks from last Wednesday, uh, it, it will be mine. And... I am officially moving a step closer to ARP. Oh, I, I've I've been a member for years. <laughs> yeah, it's. I was talking with one of my employees yesterday, and it, there's this psychological thing that happens when you work in the software industry, where the majority of people are twenty-something, thirty-somethings, and so you walk around and you see everyone in their 30s and you just you it's very easy to forget that you are not yes yes i went down to the bay area yesterday for uh, a set of meetings um we should talk about devops sometime i don't know why this because it's so close to testing and i, I it, it's so close to I think actually, I think I've mentioned on the podcast that it is the best tool I've ever had to accelerate the achievement shippable quality. But that's I was down there talking about DevOps uh, in California twice on my mind. I think actually, I mean, we could we should talk about it because I have a hypothesis that DevOps is is in essence a service oriented actual implementation of true agile yes i I've, mean but yeah. just like everything else in agile there are fantastic ways to just completely f it up absolutely true as well uh one quick little bit i'll just then I'll, we'll we'll get back on the the topic of the day i promise but i find it interesting you know devops was never meant to be a role it's meant to be a culture that got rid of throwing things over the wall not from dev to test, but from dev to operations. And the idea of a DevOps culture meant that the full team, anyone on the team could deploy or you would have a culture where it's easy for anyone to safely deploy, roll back, et cetera, their stuff, uh, which helps fulfill several of the agile principles. Uh, the DevOps role has grown out of that for some reasons that some of us used to fight. And now we just throw our hands up in the air and say, yeah, we, we, I think we get what you mean as long as you do it right. But uh, what I'm finding as I have an open DevOps position on my team is that as I look at resumes of people who say they do DevOps, it is just as wide, if not wider, than the resumes of people that say they do testing. Wait, why do you have a DevOps position on your team? Your team. I run DevOps. You're hiring... Okay, so are you hiring... Because I'm confused. I work at Unity. No, I I, I understand okay, that just, part. Just just didn't know. I just making sure that how much alcohol you drank. Anyway, what's no, the question? Well, so to me, it seems like you're hiring an SRE role because, no. as you stated, DevOps is a culture. It is. It is really. Right? The, okay, let me let me be clear. Do you want to know where DevOps comes ten, from? Ten years ago, I would have been hiring for a infrastructure person, a platform person, a tools person. Okay. Today, the fancy, sexy thing is to call those roles DevOps. Oh, I did not realize that. I hate that 
with great intensity. Yes. So the team I the team I ran at uh, Microsoft, my last team, basically was a DevOps team. Air quote that the listeners can't see. DevOps is what you call people that build all the tools and processes and things that allow you to quickly and easily ship stuff to customers. Okay, so can can we start trying to rename this one? We to can't. DevOps infrastructure team? We can't. We can't. The ship has sailed. We can only ride on the ship. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the thing that's let's been start talked working about. through the modern DevOps uh, principles. No, no, shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Let's go. And actually, we've talked about We'll never get there because... There are, I think from Jez Humble, uh, don't quote me, the three ways of DevOps, which are three things that I don't have memorized right now. But I remember reading them and thinking, oh, these are aligning very, 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 very well with the modern testing principles. So let's talk about the ISTQB vision on the future of software testing, because uh, it's been flown around a lot. Uh we're going to go through it in a little bit of detail and talk about our opinions. There is one line in it that I'm sure we'll get to that one line out of the whole thing. And not that the whole thing is like super awesome or anything except for the one line. But the one line that has triggered, absolutely triggered a large handful of people from the test community. So we'll go over that and some of the repercussions that have come out of that as well. But so, so let's go ahead wait, and wait. you have a... Pl- whoa, 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 whoa. So I don't know if this is the line that you're talking about. No, not that but one. But I'm not, very not, curious not what you as just to what ideas uh, you contributed to this paper. Okay, you want to get right there? Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's easier to... Uh, get into that later. So my okay, that's fine. I, I will so tell you Alan, right now. No, 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 no. We, you brought it up. We can't let it go now. If you go uh, to the acknowledgments, we could have held it as a cliffhanger. No, you screwed everything up again. Uh, so we go to the acknowledgments, and the team thanks the following leaders who were interviewed and gave ideas for this white paper in alphabetical order. Blah blah blah. Alan Page. I'm, I'm not saying I didn't talk to them, but I don't remember talking to them. I don't know what the interview was. I I feel like maybe a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, I could have talked to someone, but I don't know what I said. I don't have a transcript or notes. I can't find anything on my calendar. Uh, I'm not... Do you think this paper was under development for a couple of years? It may have been. I don't remember. It certainly... I certainly haven't talked to anyone recently. At the very and again, I'm old, and I do acknowledge that, and I do acknowledge that I drink a lot, but I do not remember. It's Maybe weird. it's a different talent. It's weird. I have this vague, like I have this vague recollection of someone asking me to talk to them, but I do so many like guest podcasts that it could be one of those that I did. There's enough of a vague recollection I could have talked to someone and I do uh, I get contacted for whatever reasons for a lot for just uh, research interviews and things for various publications I don't recall this one but I do enough of these things that I may have said something to him all that said I don't recognize I mean other than the obvious things that we're going to agree with 
in here in this paper that we're going to go through in a minute, I don't really recall any specific things I may have said, or even if I actually talked to these folks. So that's my, and we should, let me come back to that because that my name being in this has caused more than one, uh, more than one alter, not an altercation is wrong. Uh, uh, conversation on the internet because my name's in this paper. So let's go ahead. Do you want, um, do you want to start with, uh, something or do you want me to start? How do you want to go through this? So you can start. This is a very short paper and I'm probably going to forget to link to it in the show notes, but just search for the ISTQB vision on the future of software testing. If you're, and again, I usually put a, like a, a sentence about the show on the website and if I remember a link, I'll put it there. But I realized that 99% of you just listen to this thing. Nine, what's 99% of three? Round it down to two. So two of you. It rounds up to three. Two of you, uh, whatever I want to do it. Two of you probably just play this in your podcast player and never go to the website. But there's a link. Anyway. Okay. Uh, the first paragraph is all about uh, trying to establish the credibility of ISTQB. So I'm going to skip that one. And then they say the out, the statement that then this is not controversial. Software testing is a complex topic. I'm going to skip that. But one thing in paragraph two we'll start with is true. And I could have said this. I could have contributed to this. Significant change in the software. I didn't say this. Never mind. Significant change in the software testing discipline is on the horizon. And testing has become a quality assurance driver engaging other professions and professionals, not just software testers. I'm not even sure why I underline that anymore, except for the fact that all of this has been true for years, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what's futuristic there, but well, I do think change is coming in the discipline in that it's in everything we've been talking about in modern testing. Yeah, no, that's, that's why modern testing exists. We want to talk about the changes happening to how software testing is performed. Well, so a lot of people's favorite episode of of a b testing it's every it, no everyone's i think gonna, at this it, point in time there's it, a lot of people who haven't even gone back to that episode if I we mean, round that's one up of our, everyone oh sure um where we did the where you dropped the istqb um quiz or questionnaire or test on me yes and you um, failed i did fail you sucking so i think like captures us on this one is is the statement that significant change in the software testing discipline is on the horizon now it's that's, that's something that we very much agree with now the question is do we agree with what that change is right partially that's, in that some second places. part of that sentence like, honestly, I'm having a hard time decomposing it. And testing has become a quality assurance driver, engaging other professions and professionals, not just software testers. Now, one way to interpret that could be the quality coach. Maybe. But the one thing I don't like about this is it doesn't go. It, I thought it maybe mentioned coaching in one spot. I could be misremembering. I haven't read this in a week or two. But it still views testing as a distinct and separate discipline and not an activity of software development, which is, I think, not the future. But anyway, go on. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good. 
Do you want to talk about the next paragraph? Um, I don't even understand. No. Okay. There's nothing there. I feel like I could write a one-paragraph version of this whole paper. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff saying testing is hard. We worked hard to figure out that testing is hard. Yes. In the future, it gets harder. <laughs> Technology, blah, blah, blah. I think you may be oversimplified. I mean, yes. it does seem like a, a lawyer in test wrote this, <laughs> right? Because of the, the language that they're using. Is that but, a slit? Software lawyer in test? Yeah. <laughs> like on the vision, the vision that they talk about, first and foremost, I don't know why they've done this, but I do, th- I do think... Uh, that in their vision, they are potentially playing it safe because uh, they keep referring to this term called testing technology solutions. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. Does that just mean tools? Uh, no. I, 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 I took it to mean tools. Is that wrong? No, I'm pretty certain they mean AI. Oh. Well, we all know AI is going to change everything or not. Yeah, so surely you, it's talking about future. They mentioned AI in this paper. No, if right? you go to so here, if later on in the document, they have a section called the clarifying section for the vision of software testing, and they describe testing technology solutions as follows: the testing technology solutions will have quote intelligence end quote built into them. Yay. There are several trends, including AI, which will address effectiveness and accuracy of, of testing other systems and can be used to develop innovative testing technology solutions. Over time, these testing technology solutions will evolve into learning teaching engines. They will learn from testing experts, but will also learn from other uh, testing technology solutions and from themselves. As software development or development evolves, these testing technology solutions may be integrated into software development technologies. Okay. All right, I get it. So that describes AI and the process of building and training AI. So one thing, before I get into the controversial statement, one thing I don't like about this paper is complete lack of specificity. So it's very broad strokish. Things are going to change and it'll get different. Oh, so no, that's fine. Maybe that's the thing that where they picked up from you, right? Because it's this is following our prediction episode paradigm perfectly. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Right? Uh, if you just say things hand wavy. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's. I'm not happy with the writing. So beyond that, uh, let's dig into this. There's one thing. In this clarifying vision, which uh, in the paragraph above the one you read, which let's go ahead and get into now before okay. we go on, because it's this is the one that has triggered people. Lots of stories to go on here. Uh, software testing is moving towards more automation. No, that, it's well, not. So, <laughs> okay, that one has – that's not the future. That's been true for the past – Gazillion years. No, it's not though, because they're mutually exclusive. Okay, let me get on to that because <laughs> I, I assume I, I am going to go off. So yeah. it says, but then it says the part which is I 
I get what they're saying. I don't agree with it, but not to the vehement degree as some of the people that have stalked me on LinkedIn have. Okay. Over time, software testing will become fully automated and embedded in the processes and technology within the overall software development cycle. Now you can make your voice because software testing can't be fully automated. You can automate checking, but testing requires exploration and investigation, and the computer can do that. Um, Shut the f- up. Actually, it can. <laughs> so, what computers can't do is well, actually, and that's not even true. Uh, I was about to say they can't do inductive reasoning, but that's not actually true either. So I have written, and I've, I put this in Twitter, and I'm going to work backward, is that I've written plenty of tests that do investigation and help me explore the application. Uh, there is, so what happened was, more than once I've been tagged on LinkedIn because my name's in that acknowledgement section, and someone who has not read the whole paper but just that line has decided to go off on the fact that only checking can be automated, which is bullshit, and only testing can be done by a human. And this complete and utter gatekeeping on this concept that, yes, some tests have a binary result and some tests don't. But the insistence on having people use the right language and an inability to infer from context and an inability to see past your private little vocabulary that only exists within a microcosm of the software development world just is not helping your cause. It's not making you look good every time. And this is, I know that there are listeners who are in the, who believe in context driven school. I think context driven is fine. It's some of the dogma that's coming out of the, the people that have developed that which has caused problems in the industry. And I'm fine because those people deal with people brand new to test, don't know what they're doing. They're not air quote technical. They've been thrown into test things and they've been shoved at a conference. And there are people in the industry who make their livings on testers that have don't know what they're doing and are shoved under a mushroom and don't know what blah. Why, so, a, why a mushroom? Uh, because there's there's some mushroom thing there in the dark and crapped on it. Oh, got it. All right. Uh, so look, I get it. I get it. Uh, I get that you follow two people in all of software, and they believe, and you believe that only they have the right answers for everything, and you must regurgitate everything they say versus thinking for yourself. But for Christ's sakes, you need to think a little bit wider if you're going to be a successful knowledge worker in the 21st century. So anyway, stepping off of that rant onto another one, I got tagged in this LinkedIn post because you need, I want answers, Alan. I want answers for this statement. Someone said that to you? Not in those words, but they went through and they found the, they started with just a couple of us who were tagged in there because it was easier to find, but I think they went through and eventually tagged everyone they could find from that acknowledgements list looking for answers on why, they thought why we all thought testing could be fully automated. <laughs> well, now you have a podcast to send them to. Yeah. Uh, um, the, to me, the, does, does the amount of heat that you're getting, are you suffering deja vu? You know, it's the same. Yeah, I, I mean. 
it's not deja vu. It's uh, recursive. Uh, to me, it feels we have a different version of. To me, it feels a little bit like a different version of the white knuckle uh, holding on to the past that we experienced when you and I essentially came out and said, not only is testing going away at Microsoft, we agree with it. No, the testing role is going right. away, not the testing activity. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and people, I, I tell people, Alan, you've been in testing a long time. I said, I've dissolved the last, like, <laughs> I have a bad habit of dissolving all the test teams I work on because it's the right thing to do. Right. So this, I think, is... What they're stating here, the ISTQP, is essentially one way to interpret it is the final nail to the coffin is coming. I don't think it's worded in such a way. I don't think it reads that way. I think you could read it Software that way. Software testing will become fully automated. Right? That means, number one, if you're in testing, the robots are coming to take my job. And and it means it's not going to dev. Going to the computers. Right. People would argue, and you and I work almost entirely on back-end services, APIs, uh, very little that the customer sees. There are a lot of people testing the things the customers look at, the UIs, the interfaces, the interactions, the workflows, who insist that that must be tested manually. They must use their fantastic investigational exploratory skills that work at the speed of a human brain to test those things in order to protect the customer from bugs. And what com- do you say to those people? That's easy. <laughs> companies <laughs> who, who have test leadership that gets influenced and buy into that philosophy will be destroyed. Yeah, they're, and those people are deeply embedded in job preservation as well. They're not – you and I – and you know you've seen me do this. Every role I'm in, I try and work myself out of a job for better or for worse. I, I, and the, But th- there's this opposite effect among many of these people where they want to dig their heels in and make sure their job exists forever. Why do we automate? Because we're bored. No. We automate. <laughs> no, that's why I automate. We automate because we're trying to scale engineering that uh, too. time. That too. Engineering hours. Okay. AI. What is AI? Artificial intelligence. Uh, good job. <laughs> AI, in essence, is automated decision making. Yes. That is, that is what AI is. Very okay. well put. Um, so... Yes, currently a lot of a lot of the software automated testing, I, I would say a, a bulk of it, is checking, right? Hey, I expect this to pass. I expect this to fail. It, we know, uh, hell, I know I've implemented. You've already admitted to implementing exploratory. Absolutely, as possible. Sure. And with AI. Uh, you can make exploratory much more intelligent. Well, if you think about, it, let's go into a l- wait, little... and then you combine that with 
product telemetry when we're in the service space. That's where I was going, man. Oh, sorry, killed thunder. So yeah, so, <laughs> and if you one big thing in services and applications now is growing is observability, not just the logging and monitoring, but being able to know the state of what's going on in your application at any time and. and Full observability. Now, if you start adding AI into observability, AI is great at pattern matching. It can start to recognize when, if it's connected with the, the with the internal structures of the software, it can actually. I could, we could create AI to do just-in-time diagnostics and recognize when a when a current state is one it hasn't seen before. It's like my soft your software system has reached a state that. The AI has determined it shouldn't be in. That's not theoretical. I know. No, 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 no. I've, I've actually <laughs> written this in my. I've written this in my head. <laughs> a little excited. <laughs> no, no, no. So yes, I know it's not theoretical. It's possible and likely happening. I, yes. I can state it is happening. Yes. So the, the, the main point is. I think a lot of the folks who are freaking out over that, there's other stuff I want to get to, which is equally as controversial. This, it's really cool. There's, there's two statements that should trigger the crowds that I'm, I'm speaking about, this one especially. But there's another one, another section I'll get to in a moment. But yes, I think people are blocked. They aren't thinking big enough. They aren't looking at a big enough picture. And they don't realize that some of these things are more possible than they think they are because they get stuck in their vocabulary and their dogma. Yes. Yes. And I love it when we have episodes where I get to rant and I'm not even done yet. Oh, yeah. Now, it's interesting because uh, I didn't know where we were going to go when Me we neither. talked about this thing. <laughs> so I don't know what your next statement is, but there's one thing I want to bring up. Yep, yeah, all yours. I need to. I need to lower my blood pressure. Okay. I'm, I'm going to check the stress level on my on my smartwatch. So the, th I would love to, to be able to conclude that ISTQB is actually seeing the same things we are. Now, what I think is interesting is what what they are proposing um, might be different, and we should get into that. But here's a statement that I think is. Just so friggin' important. Uh, I'll read the whole paragraph. The perception of quality of software systems continues to change. Okay? And we've talked about this a million times. The, the 1986 definition of quality is bugs. And that is bullshit in today's world. Get over that. It is not that. It is customer of the business that drives that. That perception, continuing on, is affected by factors in the marketplace, economics, technology, culture, software, technological innovation, and globalization. The business, the business drives the interpretation of this perception of quality. No, only the gatekeepers of quality can tell the person, oh, damn it. <laughs> Go on. So we, that one future of testing, uh, 
white paper we talked about a couple years ago, right? One of the things they called out is that business leaders really felt testing need to step up and understand how the business drives its business. Okay. There is another section in here where they call out QA needs to shift to decision-making roles. Yes. And I cannot actually finish that. I want to get into that next. Right. I completely agree. I wish this whole idea of, oh, we just provide information to the stakeholders. So let me go ahead and get into that. Yeah. We can go back and <laughs> okay, forth go. because there is a big, and I can name drop here. So Michael Bolton over and over and over again, and then through the the blind followers, and I'll call them blind followers because they don't look outside of that that echo chamber, uh, insist that testers get out of the quality assurance business because I think labeling yourself as purely an information provider is uh, a very passive role and not an active role in software development. And probably more importantly, I, I don't see a career path there. I don't see, I mean, there's no growth there. What do you do? Provide better, deeper, more information? I don't know why someone would want to be part of a software development team when they weren't actively participating in delivering that software. Here's my reports. Do it whether you want. Not my choice. I can't make decisions. It's above my pay grade, which is crap. It, it falls into the same group who, in fact, these guys do it too. But this happens a lot in just in general. Uh, people like to blame the pointy-haired managers. Oh, we can't do proper testing because our managers won't let us. Well, my manager at Microsoft on my first day gave me a list of test cases and told me to run them every day and we didn't have time to automate them. And I had them automated three days later because they were crap. But anyway, let me go on to this section, which is at the end of the clarification section. I think my paper's a little out of order by now. Responsibilities of testing professionals. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Accelerate the incorporation of evolving text methodologies and tools into testing technology solutions. Okay, get rid of the... Get rid of the testing technology, call it technology solutions. That's DevOps. That's what we do. That's what, that's what DevOps does or, or even modern testing. We, accept, we, we make sure we're using the best tools we can for testing, for deployment, for delivery, uh, for static analysis, code analysis, CI, CD. We make sure we have the best tools we can use, either bot, OSS, built ourselves to make sure we can deliver as quickly and as safely as possible. Well, but here's the thing, because remember... Testing technology solutions. Uh, is that the AI one? Is essentially. I think it's. I think they talk about AI indirectly, but I think they're talking about methodologies. They talk so, about it directly. I just read okay, it. I, I know, but they don't even use the word AI. They don't talk about it directly. They do. They did. Where the hell is it? I don't know. So another one is again. This is, I think, a direct jab at the information provider community. When they say, which is why I'm so surprised that get out of the quality assurance business hasn't come up because people are so obsessed with the you can't automate everything statement. But they say in this paper, be a major decision maker, major, not a decision maker, not providing information, not giving your opinion, be a major decision maker in the risk assessment and quality readiness of software solutions. Holy crap. Yes. Don't be an information provider. Listen to me. Stop being an information provider. You have the information. I don't understand why people don't want to be a decision maker. It 
It drives me bonkers that, that you think that's above your pay grade for some reason. Get involved. The people in this role in the future have to understand the business. Yes. They are already experts around risk assessment and quality readiness. Yes. Okay. What they ask is here is do the analysis and bridge between what the business cares about and what your data shows. I think that's important to bring up because I think some people will say, well, it's not my choice to choose whether we ship or don't. That's a business decision, and your priority is improving the business. You and need God to be damn able it, to make you're those the expert. My job, as someone who's been in and out of testing for 25 years, is to help an uh, entire organization balance velocity and quality. Sometimes I slow them down. Sometimes I try and speed them up. It's a balance. Blah, blah, blah. Embrace new ways of software development and production. So, yes. Follows modern testing principles, continuous improvement. Let's find new ways to do things better. Theory of constraints, etc., and ensure comprehensive risk assessment and quality readiness. Which, yes, doesn't mean you do it. Uh, elsewhere in this section, they talk about the need for software testers to provide leadership and move into leadership positions. And modern testing is a lot about leading teams towards better ways of making quality software. So, hell's to the yeah. So, so I think there are, despite the fact that I'll let you go on in a minute here. Uh, the community has focused on the one line that's pissed them off. And I, I think if a lot of people were to dig deeper, they would find several more lines that would piss them off. And I encourage them to do so and enter the conversation because I think they're actually... Enter the conversation thoughtfully yes. as if your career may depend on it. Yeah, it's just it's just lost to people. And there's going to be yeah. a long tail. Yeah, we've if this falls back to the thing I mean, we're talking about in modern testing. Yes, stuff is changing. If you fail to recognize that, if you dig your heels in, I I have no guarantees about your future employment opportunities. All right, you were going to say. So, the number two that you talked about: apply common sense and ethics effectively into the learning cycles. I, I skipped that one. You can talk about it. All right with the testing technology solutions, right? So I'm going to one of the, uh, the page titled clarification section. The ethical aspects of decision-making by artificial intelligence, hopefully, will be resolved. And this requires a level of human intervention in the testing technology solutions where ethical judgment is concerned. Okay, so when they are absolutely saying that the testing technologies 60 plus percent of the core of the definition of that is ai and they're viewing um testers role is going to be a judge of ethics i think that role needs to be there i think there needs to be a human that's judging that uh I don't know that testing. I don't know that I agree that testing professionals are going to be the experts in that space. Oh, I don't know either. Yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, you look at me. I'm not very ethical. Uh, you're you're being snarky. I think you are. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not a you're not a rule follower. I'll say that. 
Um, <laughs> yes. But the human condition is absolutely something you're concerned with. But I don't see it as testing professionals to do that. I actually, because right now the typical testing professional doesn't understand how these things are built. So one of the things, and I think there's an interesting cap we can put on this conversation, is I think in order to, you have to get out of the echo chamber. You have to look at opposing views. I, I do this politically. I do this with testing, do this with software. I look at people that hate TDD, people that disagree with modern testing principles, try and figure out where they're coming from. There's always a motivation there. Sometimes it's job self-preservation. Sometimes it's something else. If I look at the motivation of ISTQB, Although there are some things we agree with, some things we may not agree with, some things we don't, I don't like the way the paper's written, but that's beside the point. I can say for certainty, you know, ISTQB is in the business of selling training and certifications. So if the testing role were to go away completely, they'd be out of business. So I have to wonder a little bit around the motivation. And again, predicting things is hard, especially about the future. So if they see these changes happening, they never see the testing role going away. In fact, the first paragraph talks about the changes in the testing discipline. I wonder what they think this means for them and their business. What, are the, what do you think these statements, if, if this future plays out, what changes in ISTQB? So in that light, let's, let's now decompose a section called Clarifying Responsibilities of Testing Professionals. Okay. Now, first off, this could, in fact, be an objective report uh, funded by ISTQB. Right? Maybe they haven't published a document that is useful to identify uh, ISTQB's response to this feature. Maybe they just did a, a a study and wrote it up in an objective fashion. Um, but this says testing professionals shall need to embrace the new methodologies and technologies around software development and testing with the intent to integrate these faster into their testing technology solutions. Okay, that is something that we've been stating. Right, the the role is to accelerate the achievable, achievable quality, and the testing professionals they need to shift and stop bottlenecking and instead accelerate the shipping. Okay, well that first statement could ISTQB do a further study and adjust their certifications around that? Probably, right. These new methodologies and technologies, a big portion of that's going to be agile. Could they move? And they do an agile certificate, like an agile certified tester or something, something like that. But would their curriculum move to cover learning new technologies or leadership? As they assume, like they I think those, it will have to, absolutely. And what would make their leader? I guess it would be, they could... I could see ISTQB, this is pure speculation, not that we're endorsing this by any means, but I could see them in the next couple of years coming up with a test coach certification. Sure. Sure. I, I think that would make a lot of sense. Maybe you just solved their problem for them. That's what I'm here for. I'll take 
and they'll probably talk to me about it and I'll forget talking to them and I'll for, and I'll also forget to collect my fee. Darn it. The anyway. testing professionals shall be required to pick up the pace of bringing greater testing capabilities to the software yeah, development. Hell yeah. Right? Nothing wrong with that. The Try and argue with that one. I'm waiting. We should do a sentence-by-sentence sentence debate on this over the internet. Anyway, go on. <laughs> In working on behalf of the users, testing professionals will be required to learn how to teach the testing technology solutions to continually improve the quality of software solutions and development. There's the coaching. Uh, no, but they're teaching the testing technology solutions. Yeah, I don't think – I think – I now, think AI is included in there. I don't think it always means AI. I, it primarily means AI. All right. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. And here's what they're saying. They're saying testing uh, professionals um, move to what's known in data science as an expert uh, and contribute their knowledge into an AI. That becomes their responsibility to train up better AIs for testing. And they may even be saying that there is a portion of data science that they're expecting that these folks learn and capture. I, I wish, again, I wish this paper wasn't written in so much code. Me too. But <laughs> if you were ISTQB, it ends you up would probably want to do it this way to couch a, a little yeah. bit of the, the hate that's going to come to you. Right, we already know because we did it with modern testing. But I think we're much smaller than ISTQB. We're, we're definitely much smaller. Reach when they sent this out. Um, but you know, you got to give them credit. But this they, whole they, last, they got people talking about this paper. This whole last paragraph, I mean, it's long worded. It's only three sentences, and it essentially says the testing professional job will be to automate themselves out of that job by training up the testing technology solutions. Testing professionals will have to ensure the testing technology solutions incorporated self-educating lessons and learned capabilities, which provide continuous improvements. They're talking about a learning system. I dig it. I dig it. And, so and can, can they build a new certification around that? Yes. What happens when those testing professionals succeed carte blanche across the domain where, where ISTQB has a reach? ISTQB has to come up with a new version of this because it's over. And again, feature of any feature of testing doc or, or, or presentation or whatever is going to be wrong. I've given a couple of these in the past. I've given feature testing talks. They were way wrong. It's really what's the... This one's actually more futuristic, but a lot of it we see is happening now. Well, and the thing that was brilliant about what they did, they didn't put a timeline. No, of course not. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> uh, but they got people talking, and I'm disappointed. And I mentioned this before. There is so much in here to tear apart and to talk about and discuss. Anytime you have an essay like this, it's not about... It's not an experience report where you can say, well, that didn't work for me or whatever. This is, this is speculation to inspire discussion and it has inspired discussion, but I'm disappointed in the overall testing community that the, the debate has been around the one line around automating everything. I think 
failure to recognize the context of which that line is stated and failure to recognize the other highly debatable points and discussion points in the document is a failure in, I don't want to call it critical thinking or system thinking. It's a failure in thinking and looking outside the box. And there's there's a, I'm sure there's a fallacy around this where you get, it's like the moth to the light fallacy. Here's the most controversial statement. Let's focus on this instead of finding the other points to debate as well. Whether you agree or don't agree and there's, or like or don't like this paper, I think there's value for anyone, in, not just testing, not just testing, in software development to think about which of these statements may or may not seem applicable or valid and have a discussion around them. The, the thing I commend ISTQB with this paper is, in my humble opinion, there's no way to interpret it other than testing professionals are at risk. And I commend ISTQB making a, a paper that tries to explain it because they know if they were to just say, if they were just to say the ISTQB version of test is dead. No one's going to hear but, it. But that's a defense for many. I mean, that's the objection for many to this paper. They say purely testing's not going away. Therefore, this paper and its statements are invalid. Uh, and, and again, because I actually think ISTQB has a great deal of infrastructure and a great deal to gain by not publishing this paper. True. Right? Because I, I think this paper is pointing out a direction that is contrary to how ISTQB has built up its current that infrastructure. That is interesting. Yeah, you're and, right. Why, why would they? Because like I said, it goes back to their business choices. Interesting. And it's, in my view, it's because the trends that we and others have been seeing are now obvious to ISTQB as well. And also, and maybe interesting to point out before we close here, is that uh, ISTQB publishes paper. I've seen, I haven't looked for it, but I haven't seen them discussing or defending this paper a lot. They've kind of let it just sit in the community and let the conversation, let a, they're letting a thousand flowers bloom, which I don't know if that's actually true or not, but it's interesting to see that all of the discussion is from the people disagreeing with the paper and there aren't. Uh, I haven't seen anyone from ISTQB talking about why or what or any, any of the things we've talked about. No, but that's about. just the 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 noisy few. It is that are are right now being defensive. Okay. After all this discussion, I would like to say I still don't remember if or when I talked to them or what I said. So, um, but some of the but but I can see now how some of the things could have been inspired by what I said. So, there's that. All right. Thanks for our book report. Thanks for listening to our book report on the ISTQB vision of software testing. I am almost an hour later, still Alan. And I am not. All right. Later. Watch